Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. That's leading them, the bandit that's leading El Guapo. El Guapo. When El Guapo is like, What do we do? And we rape the villages, <laughs> rape the villages, right? But he, he hits one of like the uh, the guys in the uh, just he, he, like pats him in the chest, right? But you see like this dust cloud just come out. <laughs> I don't know, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. Well, it's like, What a gringo's falling from the sky, <laughs> and then he's like, See, jefe. <laughs> Oh, three I, goes so good. I love that movie. That movie's so great. It's, yeah, I don't it, know if that would be. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those movies that you're just like going, oh, that could not, they could not do that, or they could not do that part. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so it's just, you're kind of like, oh, that's just, it sucks. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, but that's what happens when you, when you try to find stuff to worry about. It's like, <laughs> God, come on, people, fucking lighten up. Well, it's kind of funny because it's like you look back on movies and, and you know, you kind of see like, like you go back to like the silent film era, you go through all these different eras of films, right? You're watching like new genres be um, created and you watch the art of it become more mature. But it's kind of weird how we're now in that time period where you kind of see things being pulled back from it. Like, well, yeah. you can't do that anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like it's that. Yeah, we've regressed yeah. instead of progressed, you know, and it's like, I mean. It's like, oh, you can't show that anymore. Oh, you can't show that anymore. You can't say can't that. Talk about that. Can't anymore. talk about that anymore. And and it's just like, you know, and and some of it is valid, mm-hmm. but a lot of it isn't. Yeah. Because it's just that it's just that's the the PC culture that's permeated, you know, even more so than the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like it's gotten so bad yeah. that it's you know it's like, oh, we can't say that because you're you're gonna offend people. And the funny thing is, is that most of the people that say they're gonna offend people are white people. <laughs> the white people are the ones that say, oh you can't say that because that's going to be racist it's like how you know or you know uh, like um, when, when Adam and I do this, this Star Trek uh, Discovery there was um, uh, somebody wrote a review mm-hmm. on io9 very very ignorant review and um, because basically they just kind of don't get the concept of how Star Trek works <laughs> and um, they I don't like the ships in this show. Yeah. I don't know why well, we have so many they ships. They were talking about the, the Orions. Okay. And so so far in in this in this actually franchise, we've only seen the Orion slave girls, the mm-hmm. hot girls in green paint. Mm-hmm. And this this last episode, they actually introduced some Orion characters, mm-hmm. and one of them was Clint Howard. 
And that it was a throwback. <laughs> it was a throwback to the '60s because he played a character in Star Trek in the '60s oh, show. Did he? Yeah, when he was a kid, and he it was a throwback to that. But they say with his voice, and he had a mustache, and he had this weird kind of alien yeah. accent. They said he was. It was obviously he. They were making a racial slur of an eight of Asians. And I was like, what? And they're saying, yeah, because, you know, the Orions were created because of the, the yellow scare and this and the other thing. And I'm like, okay, you don't get it. It's like, it's like what they were trying to say with the uh, with, with Star Wars Episode One, right? With the, with the Trade Federation. Oh, right. Oh, Queen Amadala. Yeah. Oh, that whole thing. And then Watto with the, you know, <laughs> that he was supposed to be. Uh, any. Uh, uh, like he's been constipated all day. <laughs> Yeah. Get back. And then you have I the flip side of everybody hating The Last Jedi because there are too many women in it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, just shut up, uh. please. Oh, my God. I mean, pretty soon they're going to say, I didn't like, I didn't like uh, Black Panther because there were just too many African-Americans in that movie. Or I'm, I don't like Star Wars Episode Nine because it takes place in space. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Why do we have to go from planet to planet? They can't. The writers are so bad. They can't settle on a location. Well, when you're sitting there calling, you know, friends <laughs> racist and homophobic and all this, you're just like, oh, we need to stop. We mm. need to just stop. You know, this is ridiculous. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. I guess we got a hot mic now. So we might as hot well mic. Just, Oh, hello. Uh, hot mic. Hot mic. Hello, hot potato mic. Hello. <laughs> hello, hot mic. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly podcast that discusses top news from the world of entertainment, gaming, comics, and technology, as well as a zoomy motorcycle. <laughs> and this is for the week of February 18th, 2018. I'm Stephen Vargas. And with me this week, because Adam Riley is on assignment. Um, actually, he just bought a pet monkey and he's teaching it to eat a lollipop. Um, <laughs> Very good assignment, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I'm and, jealous of his work. <laughs> is uh, for those of you that are longtime listeners, I'm not sure how many of, the, of you are out there, uh, he's a friend of the show. But also, if you listen to my other podcast, the Extended Play Movie Podcast, he is my co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. A Patrick Chien. Hello, hello, the land of lazy geeks. <laughs> the prodigal son has returned. I have arrived. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so for those of you that, you know, if you guys, if you guys have listened to the show all that time, you know, all seven years, um, <laughs> you remember him from like episode thirty, you know, around there where it was like uh, I think uh, Han Han shot first, uh, reboot, all of that stuff. <laughs> that time, Patrick was like on e almost every episode for like that summer. Yeah, I think for like, but not really in it though. Just kind of hanging out. You're kind of in the, the peripheral. <laughs> you're kind of in the peripheral. You know, in the Cinerama. I, I was dome shooting video of the episodes. <laughs> that, that's what it was. <laughs> you, you know, in the Cinerama Dome, when you're watching the movies, it's kind of off to the side, just within shot, but not quite in there. See, like, okay, so if if the Lazy Geeks was a TV show, and if it was like Friends, where it was shot by four by three, I would be the part. In the 16 by 9, nine. side <laughs> off in the borders. Right. So now when you go back to the episodes and listen to them in HD, you will then notice me. <laughs> like, oh, that was there. That was there. Doesn't add to anything. No. <laughs> Doesn't change it whatsoever. Doesn't change but a damn thing, but he's there. But he's there. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Patrick, I mean, uh, yeah, Patrick is, has graciously um, accepted to fill in for Adam this week. By gunpoint. 
yeah, because he was here and I said he's not getting out of the house <laughs> unless he does this. And he was he's like, I withheld food and water until I, <laughs> I get through this podcast. Right. Am I doing a good job so far? <laughs> we'll see. We're just oh. about, you know, less than 10 minutes in. So we have a, a ways to go. Uh, but yeah, you know, but you know, when, when I was thinking about it yesterday, because when, when you said you do it, I was like, it's been like over seven years. Like seven years <laughs> since you've been doing this. All the things that have happened <laughs> since. <laughs> for, for those of you that, that don't know, uh, when around the same time, I had uh, this show on a hosting site called Podbean. And I don't know how they are now. It's been seven years. Uh, but it sucked. Like they're, 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 they're um, just the, the tracking, the way episodes were downloaded you had to do a lot of guesswork in that. And then, you know, they were always down and I was just like, okay, you know what? Screw this. I'm done. So I moved over to Lipson and around Lipson is when I did what was called a reboot. Mm. And, uh, and at that same time, Patrick was, it's funny because you were on the show more when you were out, when you lived further away than you do now <laughs> when you live closer, but that's neither here nor there. Um, at, and that was the time where Adam and I would actually sit around our di- my dining room table and record the shows with an area <laughs> mic. You'll notice the quality between then and now. Um, even right now where Patrick and I are in the same room. Uh, and uh, you yeah, have that same mic. Yep, that, that same mic. That mic was right in the middle of the room. And uh, But what was happening was is Patrick was auditioning out here in L.A. but yeah. living in Victorville. Yeah. So if he had a string of auditions out here, he would crash on my couch. I would just... <laughs> I was that guy. He was that guy. He was, you know, crashing well, on couches for the sake of art. For you know? the sake of art, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I, I would have like, you know, what, do like maybe three or four auditions. I would have a, I would, I would have to uh, hit up in, in the course of like two or three days. So I thought, right. you know, it's a nice block of time I can go and hang out and catch up with Steve. Yeah. And, and at the time I wasn't working. Uh, Adam and I was, wasn't working at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so Patrick would come over, we'd hang out, and then uh, we did that short together. <laughs> And then when Adam would come over on um, on Friday nights, he would come over to do the podcast. Pat was here, so I was like, "Hey, come on, sit in on the show." He would sit in, have some commentary, but mostly laugh the entire time. And uh, but yeah, so and, you probably credited me as like the heckler in the background. Yeah, the audience, <laughs> Patrick Chen. <Heckler. laughs> oh, jeez. And uh, but yeah, and then after that, you know, he, you know, like a big boy, he grew up, he got his own place, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, he and uh, hadn't, he's he's done some shows since then, but you know, Crash Test Movie Dummies, which was the first attempt at the extended oh, play movie yes, podcast yes. we did with Kyle, and it's the uh, the proto the proto extended play, play. yeah, it's <laughs> proto extended play. Um, and then you help you. I think we did like the first episode of that gaming podcast I did for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Patrick was usually the guinea pig. I'm like, hey, you know what? We do this. And then with Adam, we'll listen. To it. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's what I want to do. Okay, so we do that for a little <laughs> bit, and then eventually we would stop. But now we're down to the two. And uh, but yeah, so Patrick was was coming over anyway, and we were going to do our new series. If you haven't listened to that show. It's a it's a cinephile experience. Yeah. You know, we, we talk movie podcasts yeah, or we talk movies in podcast <laughs> form. Uh, and uh, we've done um, still in HD. Still, right. Still in HD. We've done for what well, this makes five episodes so far for the year yeah. that we've recorded. Yeah. Um, only I think two, three, will, three will be released this week. Um, and uh, if you want to check that out, hear us on that. Just Go to iTunes or Google Play Music or um, or Stitcher and just look for the Extended Play Movie Podcast. And uh, we we just you know it's we've done it for 
seven months now. Already, since yeah. August of last year. Yeah. yeah. No, July. We oh, st- that's right. We, yeah. st- we recorded in July, and I released <laughs> it in August. It released in August. Yeah, so we've been doing it for about, um, about almost seven months now. And um, so, yeah, and uh, we've been having fun. So we get together once a month and uh, record a batch of shows and then release them. So <laughs> he was, you know, um, Adam was unable to do the show, so I was like, well, I wonder if Patrick would. And so I asked Patrick, and Patrick was like, um, Sure. <laughs> I, even though it was text i could still see that hesitation in that i was like sure well you know it's funny because even back then when i was just listening to you guys i it like it like you said it had always been off off uh off on the side so now i mean come on you know to to fill in for adam these are pretty big shoes to fill well i mean he does wear size 14 so <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a little, a little inadequate <laughs> I told Pat, I told Adam yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, I got a chimpanzee with a lollipop to fill in for you. And he's like, why didn't you get that? <laughs> he was, why, he was, how'd you get stuck with me? You have the chimpanzee. <laughs> and his response was, oh, see, upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Adam uh, expres- expresses his uh, his disappointment and unable being in the show today. But uh, <laughs> but uh, also gratitude to Patrick for for tuning in and helping us out here. Oh, I don't know. We'll and, see if you say the same thing at the end of the show. Well, you've done this show. You've done the extended play for a little while, so I'm assuming we're going to have an okay time with this. And you're just filling in. It's not like you're taking a spot or anything. But so. still, that means there's a bare minimum that you're already expecting. Well, yeah, that's that's what I that's what I experience when I work with Adam every week. So it's like, <laughs> he's going to listen to this. I don't care. And he'll talk shit when I come back. And if you want to hear us, you want to hear Adam and I both bitch about each other to each other, just check out our Patreon and uh, you, got, you guys will be able to hear that. That's what we talked about. We talked in one episode. We were like going, you know, we were, I go, you know what we should do? Because we were bitching um, about each other. And then we're like, you know, we should do a Patreon of just us bitching about each other to each other. To each other. And one week it's me bitching about Adam. And then the next week will be him bitching about me to me. And then we do that. But that'll be our Patreon where it's like, you want to hear that? You got to, you got to get into the Patreon. Oh, something super meta about that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's last it. action hero. Right. You know? <laughs> All right. So I guess on that note, it's uh, time we get into some headlines. So in uh, in entertainment news, it's going to take a little bit because, you know, Patrick's going to be like, OK, he's like he's not used to format and structure, <laughs> anything like that. And believe me, Adam and I, this is the only podcast that Adam and I have actual structure in. So it's OK. I could use some of that in my in my life right now. <laughs> so uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. That is most likely what Sony has been saying to themselves for the last decade. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Sony may have had the rights to Marvel's entire cinematic universe as part of a deal when Sony was looking for the rights for Spider-Man. For a lousy $25 million, Sony could have had nearly the entire cinematic universe. Sony believed that no one wanted the roster and opted only to take Spider-Man for $10 million. If Sony did to their universe what they did to Spider-Man, I would say we dodged a bullet. Eesh. That's scary. You think about it, like they could have had the rights to all of that. And well, they were so arrogant about it too. Like, yeah. like only nobody cares about anybody else. They just care about Spider-Man. Just an extra 50 million, yeah. million they could have had all those, all those other characters. But then again, like you said, if Sony had done, you know, with, with if their take on the universe was going to be like what they did with Spider-Man, those, film, those films would, would definitely not be as popular. Oh, no. Yeah. And, and, to, and the, the sad part would be if 
there's been rumors going around that Sony is looking to sell their film properties. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, because after, after everything with what Fox, right. Mm-hmm. Off and, uh, you sell, and they're, they're looking to sell off their properties, which let's be honest. Sony hasn't been doing that hot with movies. You know, Jumanji, Jumanji's like the only hit they have right Come now. Come on, you know there's a studio waiting to take up Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's, they're just dying for it. They're just waiting for it to, get, to, to get a little bit cheaper. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're waiting for that fire sale to happen. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, you know, you see that and you're just kind of like, oh my God, they could have just, like, they could have had it and done nothing with it, yeah. you know, and then just, you know, uh, just be like, you know, Channing Tatum is Thor. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it'd be like going, oh, that didn't work out so well. It really makes me wonder, like, if now, now I want to see what the, the casting would have been like under Sony. Well, I mean, you heard the story that, you know, Tom Cruise was originally looked for for Iron Man. Huh. Yeah. And then I think something happened in the script where he ended up not opting for it. And then uh, Favreau came on board. I think that was something that they were looking at in the before Favreau came on. Mm-hmm. And then Favreau wanted... Um, RDJ and was just like we need him because he is Tony Stark like he is the <laughs> physical embodiment of Tony Stark uh, oh let's see what do we have here oh it looks like Paramount is about to do a hard reset on the Transformers franchise Transformer World is reporting that during the Toy Fair 2018 Hasbro investor preview I need a shorter name for that they do <laughs> <laughs> the, the company has removed Transformers 6 from the schedule in fact There is no Transformers movie after Bumblebee through 2021. Hasbro stated that they will reset the franchise after this year's Bumblebee movie. Plus, in a new deal deal with Paramount, Hasbro will have greater control of the movies. And this will include greenlighting the projects. Uh, So those of you expecting a resolution to Transformers The Last Night will be greatly disappointed. If you weren't already disappointed with the, <laughs> with Transformers the last night. But yeah, but you know, you're always you're always going to have those fans that that's holding out that last hope. Yeah, maybe make maybe Bay will come back for one more. Just one more. Just it's one like, more. It's like, no. No. We've all wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, Bumblebee has Haley uh uh what's her name? Stenfield. Hey, Stenfield. Mm, yeah. If I had, if I had the bell I'd ring it. <laughs> yeah, cuz I mean I, just, I, I thought about it and I thought, you know, a reset would be good because at least maybe we'll have a director that will actually make all of them look different. You know, <laughs> they just don't all look like the same thing because that's really what they look like. They're all metallic robots and it's really hard to tell who's, you know, Starscream. Yeah, who's Starscream versus this because the only one that actually has any type of body semblance is Bumblebee and Prime. <laughs> Aside from that, I've, you know, I have to admit, I've, I've, um, I, I've, I've only seen the first film all the way through, which I liked. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's a little difficult for me to comment to make this comment because I usually just, you know, shit on people who say like, how can you just tear apart a movie if you, if you haven't seen it? Well, right. I'm, I'm going to be that guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of these Transformers movies, I don't know. I just, I know. Oh, I, I, I've seen the first one. I liked the first one. I owned the first one. Hated the second one. Um, third one was okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was better than the second one. Mm. Um, that was the one where is that Dark Side of the Moon? Is that the yeah. third one? Yeah, it's that Pink Floyd album. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, and that was cool. The fourth one with Wahlberg, I watched it only because I wanted to see the Dinobots. Uh-huh. And then at the end, fucking Prime goes off into space, and you're just like, wait, what? 
<laughs> I don't get what just happened here. <laughs> and then this last one was just a fucking mess. Of the last night? The last night was just a fucking mess. Just, uh, does, does Anthony Hopkins really need the money? I mean, you know, he... He was doing he, Westworld at the <laughs> I know, but, you know, you see some of these, and Totoro was still in it. He had a little bit part in it again. <sighs> and it was just like, why, why, guys? You know, I mean, I, I get Josh Dumal coming back and yeah. doing it because his career is pretty much shit, you know, <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, he needs the money, obviously, because he's got Fergie and the kid to pay for, right. you know, so he needs the money. But it's like, no, we don't need, you know, them and Wahlberg. I don't I don't know why he was doing it. Maybe he's just like, hey, it's money. And and, and that's cool. <laughs> if he just did it for the money, I get it. But it's like Hopkins, you really kind of didn't need to. But. Like Michael Caine says, he goes, I don't look at movies whether they're successful or not. I just look at what they bought me. Right. And, you know, it's like, I hope he got something good. It's really what I'm trying to say. What we're trying to say is we really hope he got something good out of this. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, you know, I do agree uh, that a reset does need to happen because I think at this point. But well, here's the thing. I think at this point, like we're we're we have there's so much fatigue. Yeah. With the franchise. I don't know if a reset of just doing a reset is going to help. I mean, I think you need. A longer break than going past what 2021 well i don't know because the last one was forgettable that people might forget that it actually happened which could be good so that people forget that it needs to be forgotten right, right? that it needs to be forgotten <laughs> oh, that they yeah. just was kind of forgot fourth film? was there i don't remember if i saw that one it's like no As you michael didn't. bay is driving around in his new ferrari He's right like, yep there's definitely a fourth <laughs> film and i got paid i know i got paid for that you know <laughs> He's driving around in his yellow Humvee, you know. <laughs> Why'd you steal my Humvee? <laughs> That's a rock reference for those of you that aren't, aren't quite familiar with that. So if you're listening to our extended play podcast, you'd get the joke, but you know. Well, when the worlds collide. <laughs> right. Between the two shows. <laughs> Next thing we know, I'm going to be talking about like, uh, you know, uh, like games and, and tech in the other show. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on into gaming news. So Square Enix released a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 at their D23 Expo in Japan, showing off a new Monsters, Inc.-inspired world and new gameplay. According to Polygon, the publisher offered also offered a preview of the brand-new Kingdom Hearts 3 music from singer Hikaru? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, well, it's Utara Hikaru, but because uh, usually when you say things in Japanese, last name comes first. Oh, Hikaru, right. Hikaru Itara. Okay. That, and that's my, that's that's uh, the Asian counterpart helping out there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm using my token skills for this week. <laughs> Since you can't use chopsticks, <laughs> yeah, you use really forks. <laughs> uh, finally got to work that in there. Yes. <laughs> There's also more footage of Sora teaming up with Toy Story crew, as well as appearances from Res, um, Rapunzel and Finn, uh, Flynn Rider from Tangled and Ariel from The Little Mermaid, who shows up as a summon. Mm. In addition to the new Kingdom Hearts 3 footage, Square Enix also released a video featuring the game's theme song, Don't Think Twice, by... Hikaru Utada. <laughs> you can listen, you can listen to Utada's new tune um, in the show notes. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is scheduled to arrive sometime <laughs> in 2018 on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. To me, okay, first of all, I'm going to bitch for a moment. Um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3, it's much like Avatar 2. Like, we hear it, we've seen things for it, 
I still don't believe it's going to happen. It's but we finally had playable versions and demos of it at D three and yeah, but still, I mean, how many times have we had games that got close and then got canceled? You that's, know, that's true. But, but I know this won't get canceled. But it's like, <laughs> but but the fact that we finally have a theme song for Utada Hikaru that was the thing that was uh, that was. Uh, had me a little bit concerned. Of course, I mean the theme song usually has nothing to do with the bearing on the game itself. But, right. You know the, the the her songs in the past two games were such a high were such a highlight. It's like, like the, it it's like the songs for the Bond movies. Like they really <laughs> kind of have nothing, just the title within the song, but that's it. <laughs> but but like uh, when it came to this third game around, like originally she she didn't want to come back uh, to do to do the theme song because like a. Um, like I don't know if you're familiar with how with with uh, for those of you who are familiar with the singer and her contributions to the games, um, so so she's also the original. She's also the the vocalist in the Japanese version of the games as well. Mm-hmm. So whenever a Kingdom Hearts game comes out uh, in the Japanese releases, she does she does she does a song. It's the same song, mm-hmm. the same instrumentals. But completely different lyrics. It's not like she writes a song in Japanese and translates it to English, or she writes a song in English and translates it, translates it uh, to Japanese. Uh, no, she she in terms of lyrics, they're completely different songs. Oh wow! So, but she's has but she's forced to write them to the same type of instrumentals. Mm. Uh, so, from her perspective, uh, when she's doing uh, simple and clean uh, was Hikari in in the first games, and I think it's Passion and Sanctuary in the second games. In this one, I guess they're both going to be called uh, whatever this title is. Don't think twice. Mm-hmm. I guess it'll be the same in both English and Japanese. Um, but but from her perspective, the the first two games um, had four different songs. Oh jeez. And I guess apparently Disney didn't really compensate her. Oh, they figure well, you're writing the song, so or not even not even the fact that she wrote had like had written you know these many versions of songs. It it just it, it either she wasn't compensated or she was poorly compensated and she didn't want to come back mm-hmm. and it became it, it became a feud between like her her dad who's also like her manager and disney for like years and and i mean we're talking about like for ever since the last game came out when when people started talking about like when the third game is going to come oh, out yeah. like are you going to come back and do the song for the third one and it was it was a definite no and it wasn't until like last year that um that uh Utada Hikodu came back and said like yeah I, I'm I'm back on board oh, wow. <laughs> things are cool I'm back on board and now we finally have a song so that finally means <laughs> we should be getting the damn game <laughs> I, it's one of those I, it's just like one of those of like stop teasing me with this you know it's like stop stop it you know it's it's like when well when I see these videos and you know those those <laughs> all of the stuff you know I sit there and I think about like all those like episode one like stills yeah we have three more stills from episode one and you're kind of like i have no context for which any of this is supposed to happen you know but i'm excited but it's like is this really going to happen i'm not going to be i'm not going to i'm not going to accept it until i actually have a physical copy not digital physical copy of the game in my hand putting it into my ps4 but last year we were finally able to get uh last year year before last we were able to finally get the last guardian and that was something that was also sitting in in purg in what? development purgatory well, for just as long. Well, yeah, I mean, when I heard like, yeah, Last Guardian has a release date, I was kind of like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is new. Where did that happen? Is Hell finally freeze over? Yeah, I know. It's like, I, yeah, I went outside and be like, no, it's still kind of warm. I the apocalypse know. is starting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are the four horsemen descending? Trump and then Trump gets elected. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. 
<laughs> but it, it, the Last Guardian brought to you by the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> Find the symbols in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that belong to the Illuminati. <laughs> right. Oh, there's the Paul Freeze voice coming out <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's one of those where I'm just like, cool. I'm glad, like, Toy Story. I'm glad, like, <laughs> you know, uh, Monsters, Inc. Mm. And a lot of those movies that we've had, those Pixar movies that we've had since then, and, you know, is going to make it into the game. I just want the fucking game already. Just want the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... You know, it's been how long has it been? Like seven years, eight years since the second one. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, second one was PS3. Uh, actually, the second one was, was still on PS2. They 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 oh, re-released it. They released it as two point one point five on two point five. Right, right for the PS3, and then, and then they, they re-released, re-released it for the PS4. For the PS4. Yeah, this, yeah. this is this is Sony and Square Enix yeah. doing you know not double dipping. They're just ransacking your pockets. They're just teabagging. <laughs> they're teabagging all your your funds and. Uh, that's see that's see that's how I get confused. I thought they were PS3, but they're like, no, they're no. PS2, and then they got re-released, and then they got re-released again. So, but I mean, like, you also have like all these other games, like what, three fifty-eight over two, uh, Dream Drop Distance, right. right? The two different versions of Chain of Memories, like the the Game Boy Advance version, the 3D version. Yeah, so it's not like it's been completely dead since the second one. They've kind of done right these yeah. powerful games that are within canon, right? In that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it will be here uh, it will be here i wanted to be here so <laughs> <laughs> jeez yeah it'll be here eventually <laughs> when i when i'm on my deathbed i'll be ready and then you'll be like oh look they released kingdom hearts 3 fuck it <laughs> toss it don't even <laughs> i don't even care at that point look at it looks like a, it's a pretty good coaster because your your hands are all arthritic at that point <laughs> yeah, you can't even they're play all like they're anymore. all crunched up and i can't even <laughs> right. put it I, you know and the, even though the playstation 18 controller would be that small <laughs> but still no. well it really just plugs into the jack in the back of your neck you don't really need to use your hands anymore you just need to think and, and <laughs> i know kung fu <laughs> Let's see oh uh, so there are some deals this week moving forward. <laughs> there are some deals this week at the U.S. PlayStation Store. Players can find discounts on a handful of titles from publisher 2K Games across PS4, PS3, and Vita, according to GameSpot. As usual, the biggest selection of deals is for PS4 owners. The critically acclaimed strategy game XCOM 2 is 1979, while it, while its War of the Chosen expansion is $26. Hmm. Which one are you gonna go with? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. By the way, I, I by the way with, with Pat reading this story, he's already in his mind going, "Okay, let's see." Yeah, I'm we'll doing my- mental notes for myself. Uh, <laughs> what to pick up later on? <laughs> I think I ended up picking. Actually, I think I ended up. I did end up picking up something this week. It was. Um, it was. Uh, uh, for it was from the guys who made. House Marquee Games that makes like Alien, Alienation. Oh right, right. They uh, not Fortnite, but they came another. They came out with another game that came out the same time as um, uh, Next Machina, and that was finally discounted this week uh, to like half price from, from like nineteen to ten or something like that. But but some additional discounts that you can find. <laughs> uh, in addition to that, uh, NBA Two K eighteen is thirty nine dollars. WWE 2K18 is 30. Borderlands The Handsome Collection is 1979. Bioshock The Collection is 1979. Such an odd price. It is a weird price. Why not 1999? Why 1979? Eh. Or 1950? 
1950s. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird price point. Uh, Mafia 3 is $16. Evolve is $7.49. See, they know how to do it, right? They, yeah. they terminated at the 50 almost. And Battleborn, Battleborn is $7.49. PS4 owners can also find discounts on the deluxe versions of for many of the aforementioned titles. The only PS3 game from 2K on sale this week is NBA 2K18, which runs for $24. Vita owners, meanwhile, can, pe- can pick up XCOM Enemy Unknown Plus for five dollars, oh! I know. <laughs> and when you see five, it's like oh. Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution Two Plus for five dollars. There are no formal sales going on in the PlayStation. Uh, there are no. Let me try that again. <laughs> I still have the marshmallow from this morning. Uh, there are no other formal sales going on in the PlayStation Store this week. There are still a couple of other new deals to take advantage of. On PS4, players can get the just-released Crossing Souls for twelve dollars. No idea what that game is. <laughs> In addition to that, the new VR rollerblading game Sprint Vector is twenty four dollars twenty one with PS one with PS plus <laughs> with PS one. Yes. Twenty one dollars for PS one. Yes, it's, it's it's the low fi version. You know, really low res polygon mod- right. models. Uh, yeah, Red Book Sound. It's great. <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege is forty one forty nine. NBA Live 18, the one edition is $12. $449, i am guessing that's with PS Plus. Yeah. Uh, Warhammer 40K, Death Watch is $24. Space Hulk Ascension is $26.24. And once again, with the weird price points. <laughs> uh, most of these deals will only be available until February 20th, giving you a week to pick up any titles that you may be interested in. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's always funny when you see some of these, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know it's it's weird because like a lot of the a lot of these titles I, I look at and well even just like with gaming titles it's like you don't have to buy them day one anymore you just have to no. wait about a month or so and then you, you'll get the least least 10% off yeah. to 20% off it's crazy because like there's such there's such a there's so much content that's that's out there that's so cheap that you now can instantly like just just buying anything through one of these weekly sales or flash sales, like you're already building up such a backlog even through one purchase, right? That yeah, like you said, like you no longer you no longer need uh, to get things when they come out because you usually are in the middle of playing three things, <laughs> <laughs> and you have four sitting off to the side that you just yeah. bought because. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, nowadays it's like I don't even have to like rush anymore to buy these games because if i just you know one haven't finished the ones that i do have and now i just recently uh re-upped for um xbox game pass because they gave me a um they go get three months for 29 so Mm -hmm. it's like you know uh actually no i take that back three um three months for uh three months for nine for 20 Mm -hmm. so they gave me one month free basically so it's like okay you know that'll that'll work for work for a bit but you know, it's like there's always content out there. And then with free games like PS Plus yeah. and, you know, Xbox Live, you know, there's always just games to play that at the point you're kind of like, I have too much. Yeah, It's like the streaming stuff. It's like movies. <laughs> it's like going, have you seen this series? I can't take on another series you, at this you point. You get overwhelmed by, by like, you, end up, you, you end up going back to not being able to watch it or play it at all right. because you're, you have all this other content. Like uh, I have, um, uh, speaking of day one purchases, like... <laughs> If there's a title I'm really looking forward to, like I'll still do a day one purchase. But even then, um, so like for this year, I have a since we're on this, since we're on this altered carbon Blade Runner kick. <laughs> oh jeez, that media is going through. I'm really looking forward to a Detroit Become Human. 
Mm. And I already have that. I already have that pre-purchased on Amazon. I've been looking forward to that since I saw it announced, what, two E3s ago? Mm. You know, when I saw that, I was like, ooh. And then last last E3, Mm. when they showed the actual gameplay, gameplay, I was like, I was like, oh my god, you know. Oh, it was, it's great. It's great. Have you played any of the other any of the other games from that company? Uh, Heavy Rain, Indigo Prophecy, or uh, Beyond Two Souls? Uh, no, but both um, Beyond Two Souls and um, uh, Heavy Rain, I wanted to play, but I haven't. Yeah, they're they're great. I mean, I, it's 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 not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are gamers out there that that look at it like that's not a fucking game. That's just a that's just a <laughs> it's a role playing game. Yes, that's a that's a that's a choose your adventure <laughs> FMV whatever type of. <laughs> well, it's definitely not FMV, but yeah, that sort of that <laughs> right. type of game, that type of on the rails sort of game. Right? But, uh, no, it's just it's just. Well, that's what I so that, great. That's what I called this one when I saw it. I was like, going, "Oh, it's a choose your own adventure," you know, because like the first scene was that android that was um, trying to solve that mystery. I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's kind of like La Noir, but like <laughs> you know, with that." And then it, then when I saw the other one this year, I was like, "Oh shit!" The this other is scenarios. the other scenarios. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Like I, I'm, I've been pumped for that for a while. So it's like you know, knowing that that's coming out this year, I'm like, "Oh my god, that's gonna be so cool." Yeah be a lot of fun but like even that was one of the few games this year where i have already pre-ordered and, and I, I like i can't wait to get it in my hands but oddly enough despite me making a day one purchase because of this backlog i'm going through <laughs> i still won't get around to it for like another three months after i pick it up right because <laughs> <laughs> i like i told myself like oh oh well now that i'm getting this quantic uh, the new quantic dream game detroit become human well even though it's not story related i still owe it to myself to go back and play Indigo Prophecy <laughs> and Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, and then I'll feel worthy enough. Right. I feel like I'm at a good spot isn't to it start a- Detroit, Detroit Become Human. Isn't it amazing how we put these barriers on ourselves? Like, you don't have to do any of that, but it's like, you know, it's it's that, it's the, the psychoses that yeah. we seem to, like, put well, into ourselves. It's like I, like I, um, it was like Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. I've had it for a long time. And I got it for a birthday gift, but it's because oh, wow. you've had it for a very long time. Yeah, and and it, and it wasn't the last birthday either. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and the thing was is that I I haven't got to it because I still have yet to finish three. Oh. So it's like I'm going to finish, and I put this on myself of like I have to finish three in order to play four. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you this as an Uncharted fan. Actually, that's probably one of the few series that that <laughs> you would feel great uh, doing. You you owe it to yourself to finish three before. <laughs> I, I'm okay with you employing this tactic, right? right? But like, if there was like a new Contra game that came out or something, like I'm not going to go through <laughs> Call I'm of the, Duty game or something, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, if it's like a Call of Duty game that you can finish in like, like in a day, or a Contra game that you can finish in half an hour, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like. Like well, I, I, would Call of Duty, the, I, Call, I would still be the asshole that goes like, I need to play all the other ones before leading up to this. Or the Call of Duty game where you're just playing single player, which is like 20 minutes, yeah, right. you know? <laughs> oh, man, I know. Did it, I just kind of date myself by referring to Contra <laughs> instead of Call of Duty? Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> or, or Contra, Battlefield, right? <laughs> Contra is a, a great game. Yes, it is, It's Steven. a great yes, game. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I, it was funny because uh, Adam and I were talking about this. This is sidebar over here. Um but uh, we were saying that like most people need to uh b- gamers now should really really play NES super NES uh you know the the old school PlayStation 1 you know those games where it was like that was it 
Yeah. Like that that was what you played and that's how you there was no respawn. There was none of that shit. It was like, like maybe you got maybe you happen to get a game that happened to have battery backup in those cards. <laughs> maybe even a password system. Right. Like Mega Man. But like other than that, like you had to it was like any other it was like all the arcade ports or whatever, like you started, you had to finish it that same playthrough. Yeah. Or you either that or you had to leave the NES on overnight. <laughs> <laughs> so that way you can come back this Come back from school the next day. Yeah. Pick up where you left off. Right, <laughs> but I was, but I, 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 I remember writing a blog a while back saying that how the NES prepared you for life <laughs> because you, you had to, you had to figure it out. You had to sit there and you had, you had to deal with defeat. You had to go with, you know, you had to, you know, figure out. You, you, you're like, I'm going to beat it. You go to the, you go to the corner, the corner store, buy a bunch of like sugar and soft drinks sit down and then and then push through but, you know but that that's how it dealt with life you know as opposed to these kids are just like oh they just play get play again you start over and you start over and you start over but even then like you know even even when we're talking about like you know kids uh, gamers newer gamers younger generation of gamers should still go back and play these classics even then like if you're going to play it you can they're they're still it's still um it still is going to be i guess tainted somewhat because even if you're playing with like the the that emu uh, that mini nes right system right. Or, or with like or orthern emulator like there's still like save states that you can use yeah and- <laughs> yeah i know you yeah and it's like no if you're gonna play that you got to go through the og consoles <laughs> right. you got to find the og treat ones. it like a speed run <laughs> <laughs> it's a Leroy Jenkins right yeah, out the you, gate. You're, you're just, just stuck with it. You just got to push through. <laughs> <laughs> the game that infuriated most was Kid Icarus. Oh, that game infuriated me, <laughs> but I still played the shit out of that game because that's what it did. You know, those were the kinds of things it infuriated you enough to keep you motivated yeah. to play, <laughs> but never enough to where you rage quit. Right. And that's the problem with some games where like, oh yeah, this game made me rage quit. Why? Because you couldn't figure it out. You know, right. you know, it's like, I know that that's, you know, you, this is, this isn't shit. You know, <laughs> the games that we played when you're younger, those like were infuriating. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, all of those games, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> all right. So moving on into comic news. Many Doctor Who fans can't wait for the new adventures featuring the first female Doctor. The television series will not be alone. Titan Comics has announced in an association with the BBC Worldwide Americas, a companion comic will arrive this fall. The brand new ongoing comic series written by Eisner-nominated writer Jody H- Hauser, uh, written orphan black star trek i mean star wars Woo, that's a bad one there (laughs) star wars rogue one amazing spider-man renew your vows faith supergirl mother panic with art by fan favorite artist rachel stott the 12th doctor motherlands uh joined by colorist uh enrica i don't know why my suddenly my 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 mouth stopped working for a second <laughs> angelini yeah you got the full name like enrica angelini, angelini. <laughs> warhammer and forty four thousand or forty thousand features the 13th doctor as played by jody whitaker there's no official word when the comic will hit stores but we will keep you informed when more information permits so that should be interesting uh i got the uh the uh, announcement from tight we're on their um press release list oh. so i i got that and i've i've they've they give us a bunch of doctor who stuff and all the other titan stuff that we can you know preview check out a preview more of that shit um 
the new uh, the new Robotech um, comic is um, comes out through them. It's a uh, it's basically kind of a a, a revision uh-huh. of it, kind of modernizing it a little bit and stuff oh, like really? that. The of, art of the, of, of the saga of the saga the um, Macross, you know uh, Macross, yeah. Um, artwork is is a little more. It's obviously less anime. Yeah, yeah and yeah. more and um, in that I am. Um, I have to let you check it out. It's 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 interesting. It was it's a it's an interesting take on on um, on you know Roy's kind of more of a dick, yeah, yeah, more military guy than than originally, and like a lot more westernized. You would a say a little, yeah, a lot more westernized. Um, Min May's still kind of annoying. I, I I just I just don't believe that there's any way you cannot make her annoying. It's just it's just that that kind of and this time it's Western annoying. So it's like it's kind of like uh, this, I just don't see a way around it. Maybe she's more Valley Girl this time around. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like if you could hear like if it was an animation, she would have a whole bunch of vocal fry. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's yeah. So. I'm looking forward to that. I'm very looking, very much looking forward to Jody Whittaker taking over as the Doctor. So that should be that should be a lot of fun. I'm waiting for that. What are the, I think I think for me, Doctor Who has kind of fallen away with with how a lot of really big animes now are. Where it's 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 one of those things I've always been curious about, and I've always wanted to start. But there's just so much that like, where do you begin? Right? Well, the, the the thing is, is that most times when you begin with the show. A lot of times you're going to have to kind of jump on with whoever the current doctor is. Well, that's the thing. Like, can I or do I have to go? Do I really have to go all the way back to like the? the... No, no. I in, in a lot of instances, you will be inspired to mm-hmm. and, and you will be kind of you will kind of like, OK, I want to kind of go back and check some of them out. Um, no, you could if you wanted to right now would probably be the a good jumping on point mm-hmm. with Jodie Whittaker because every time you get a new doctor it's it's a whole new experience for me I jumped on with Christopher Eccleston when he mm-hmm. first did it back in 2005 but and usually the first doctor you jump on with is becomes your you doctor is becomes <laughs> your doctor but I jumped on with Eccleston and my brother likes Eccleston but my doctor became Tenet when he came on board oh. and I really like Tenet's take and for me Tenet is my doctor right right um and then, like, Adam jumped on with Matt Smith, mm-hmm. who came in after that, and Matt Smith is his. Then after that was Capaldi, and now you have Whitaker to come on board. So it's easy to do that. The thing is, the cool thing is, is that all of the ones leading up from Eccleston are, like, 13 episodes. Oh. And they're, like, 45 minutes. Okay. So these seasons are short. They're not, like jumping on 26 episodes yeah, you know it's like yeah, watching yeah. the flash or super i forget or, that's the thing with like british series that they're yeah. that they're that they're um seasons or i guess well they call them series over there yeah seasons right right are, are a lot shorter than ours yeah and and for doctor who that's long considering a lot of the other shows like uh what do you call it sherlock is three episodes yeah but they're like 90 minutes yeah you know uh but even then you're to- looking at a total of like less of a running time than, right and then you have like uh one of my favorite um shows was spaced which uh, was Simon Pegg and um, Ed, Edgar Wright. Mm. They they created that show. Four to six episodes a season, mm-hmm. and they did like two, maybe three seasons. You know, so yeah, so a lot of them are really are really kind of short that way. But Doctor Who runs about usually it's twelve, thirteen with the Christmas. Um, I think uh, Amazon has them now, and so yeah, so they're not really that bad if you have like a good long weekend or yeah, yeah. you know and crank through a series. You can, you can you can really crank through a series but even some of their throwbacks are reaching back to like 
the 60s stuff, which you can kind of check out. I've done on occasion. Yeah. I've checked some of them. Paul McGon's. I yeah, went back yeah. and checked his. I've checked some other ones where I kind of feel like doing that. But I can. you pretty much stick within this time. Like right now, if you you can even go to Capaldi. Capaldi is, I think, had three series. Mm-hmm. At, and they're like 13 episodes a piece. So you can even go back to him, crank his out. And then um, I think in the fall is when um, the new one's supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, right now, if you were to wait, you could jump on with, with, uh, with Whitaker and then kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, sneeze, sneeze. <laughs> there oh, you geez. go. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a sign right there. <laughs> the universe is telling me. Right. I perceive this in this Whitaker. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Moving on with comics. Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian will star in a new Star Wars five-issue miniseries for Marvel Comics, uh, written by Rodney Barnes of Falcon. Lando, double or nothing. <laughs> Coming this fall, right? Coming this fall. It sounds like like a good like sixties, seventies TV show, right? Yeah, it does. Lando, double or nothing. nothing. Brought to you by Colt Forty Five. <laughs> Should be sponsoring this comic. Uh, <laughs> Double or Nothing takes place before the events of Solo, a Star Wars story. The remaining members of the creative team have not been announced, or they're in hiding. Uh, <laughs> they're waiting to see what happens <laughs> yeah, with Solo. To see what happens to Solo? I'm like oh, we're kind of feeling this one out. Uh, it's focused on Lando's Lando uh, set during an incident right before the film, with backstory about Lando and L three. Michael Slagan, or Siglane? Is that Siglane? Michael Siglane? Creative yeah. director for Lucas uh, Film Publishing told Entertainment Weekly. With the events in Lando, Double or Nothing, closely tied to Solo, a Star, a Star Wars story, Marvel has decided to launch the miniseries the Wednesday after the film arrives in theaters to avoid any potential spoilers. Coming out of the film, we think everyone is going to want to read more about Lando, Siglane added. They Actually, they've wanted to read more about Lando since Empire, so <laughs> I think it's a little late to the party on yeah, this one. Coming out of the film, you're yeah, a little, little late. <laughs> <laughs> Along with the new Lando miniseries, Solo, A Star Wars Story, will see other books released that will expand its story, offering fans and readers the opportunity to learn more about the film's cast of characters and settings. Included in that list are Last Shot uh, by Daniel Jose Older, uh, which will have a story focused on Han Solo's wife. <laughs> yeah. They inter- Sana Staros? Yeah, they added that in the in the recent canon. Hmm. Who debuted in Marvel's ongoing Star Wars comic, <laughs> Most Wanted, by Ray Carlson. The Art of Solo, uh, Phil Sotstack, a uh, Chewbacca, uh, Chewbacca-focused middle-grade series called The Mighty Chewbacca, Forest of Fear, and more. At least it's not a retelling of the, uh, uh, holiday, the holiday special. special yeah. <laughs> Where it's all it, just, it's it all just gibberish. It opens up in a falcon, and it's all about, and it's Han and Chewie, and they're talking, and it's all about Chewie wanting life to day. go home. You know, life day and all that. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, it would be, re- I think it still would be appropriate to retell that holiday special story and still call it The Mighty Chewbacca, Forest of Fear. <laughs> right? The title still works for this. It does, it does. <laughs> you know, it's funny because they did, when they, when Marvel got back the, um, uh, Star Wars comics yeah. because it was going through I think IDW yeah yeah I think it was IDW and um, once they got it back they they have the Star Wars comic which is actually really good the original Darth Vader comic by Jason Aaron was really good and uh, it, like it it gave Vader gravitas that was one of the reasons why I was so excited when. They when Vader had that entrance in Rogue One, yeah. and just started cutting people down. It mirrored that comic. Oh, really, really cool! Like, and 
there was, uh, you know, and it was it was a great story, and it, I, I loved it. But when he left, they brought back somebody else. They brought in somebody else who now takes it from, because Jason Aaron's run started from the end of uh, A New Hope, mm-hmm. and it was kind of to fill in that chasm between then and um, an Empire, and then they did this new Vader series, which takes place after Sith. Yeah, and. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not... I, I still collect it, but it's not... It doesn't blow me away like Jason Aaron's version did. Um, but the their main Star Wars comic has actually been pretty good. And um, I've been digging that. But they've had... They had miniseries. They had like a, a Princess Leia miniseries. A Chewbacca miniseries. They had a Lando miniseries for a while. <laughs> and they all run about three, four, five issues. And then they stop. And it kind of bothers me because like... Like with Lando and Leia and stuff like that, they could have moved forward a little more. Like I thought mm. they could have kind of taken it. And, and I, I'm sure it's probably because maybe they have guidelines from Disney. Hey, we're still expanding the universe, yeah, yeah. So you know, because now because now all of this stuff is official canon. So, so I guess you would say that that maybe like the all all of these other side stories, they're really just more snippets without really advancing. Anything. Right, they're kind of filling in some gaps or mm-hmm. kind of telling little stories within certain areas, and and it's cool. But with Star Wars, the Star Wars comic, it started from After New Hope, mm-hmm. so it kept it kept going from there, and um, so it it's it, there. It's cool in those instances where it's actually picking up those stories, and then they have they do comic versions of Rogue One, um, The Last Jedi, and The Force Awakens, and all that. Um, they have a actually they have a Cameron um, Cameron uh, Poe, uh, not Cameron Poe. Um, they Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Yeah, <laughs> my brain's gone all the. Uh, for some reason, I, I just had a like the image of like Jim James Cameron's. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, of him, of him, uh, uh, trying to like design like a new, the new X wing or something. But yeah, uh, Poe Dameron series that that runs. So it's it's like so you know they have that. So that's interesting. Sorry, but, I just had a brief flash in my head of of Jim Cameron's take on Star Wars. <laughs> what that would have been like, <laughs> but a lot more T one thousands. I'll tell you that much. Right. A lot darker. <laughs> right. a lot of, Post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pick up on the ruins of bones on, on Alderaan. <laughs> the Empire is looking into Xenomorph research. In fact, the Xenomorphs are really like just just really high-level Sith Lords. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Destroying the galaxies. All right. So moving on into tech news. Oh. Has your uh, Pixel 2 running warm lately? Maybe the battery life is getting kind of shitty? Well, you're not alone. As 9to5Google points out, Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL users are reporting on Reddit because, yeah, and Google's Pixel user community that their phones are having some issues since they installed Google's February security update. 9to5Google's Ben Schoon reports that his own Pixel 2 XL has been running warm while in standby mode since the update and this battery life is noticeably reduced. Some users are reporting both issues affecting their phones while others others have experienced one or neither. Some reports say that the they've experienced greater battery drain, but inconsistently, even with the phone's usage, uh, sim, um, e- even with similar phone usage, most complaints seem to point to the problem occurring after installing this month's security update. Though what might be causing the issue is still up in the air. So, and it's funny too, because like next to the Galaxy, like the Pixel Two was like the phone to get. Like yeah. a lot of people 
that that I knew that got it were like, it's a beautiful phone. They like Samsung's great. This one's great. You know, it's like this is really, really good. And now people are like, well, if you want to warm your waffle, <laughs> right? If your your thigh feeling a little cold, <laughs> just go ahead and take out your uh, your your uh, Pixel. Maybe that's what the forever. Maybe that maybe that's what this update was. You know, it's hard a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's it's it's, it's to provide another feature for the phone. <laughs> people not that people didn't know that they wanted. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, who wants an exploding Note Seven when they could just get a warming Pixel Two? <laughs> Or a crashing iPhone in in your story's case. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> burning a burning many a hole in my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's. What do we have here? Oh, huh. The internet is full of dicks. <laughs> I had to say it in that voice. <laughs> Those dicks have weaponized the unicorn the Unicode base bugged, uh, reported by TechCrunch. To Instacrash apps running on an iPhone or Mac. The result is somewhere between the old Alt F4 trick and a script kitty stunt, and it ranges from being annoying to rendering a device <laughs> unusable, depending on the tenacity of the troll. The bug causes many iOS and Mac apps to crash when, when, when rendering two characters in Telugu. Did I say that right? In Telugu, South yeah. Indian language. Uh, for now, most of the trolling seems to be on Twitter. A search on both Facebook and Reddit yielded conspicuously few signs of Telugu trolling, so it appears that those platforms may have taken steps to limit the fallout from the iPhone-killing Unicode symbols. Apple has confirmed that there is a dot update fix coming soon, though declined to confirm if it would be iOS 11.2.6. Apple noted that the bug is fixed in current betas of iOS, tvOS, macOS, and watchOS. Of course, you do it in the betas, but (laughs) not the main one. Well, you know, the beta's fine. From what, from uh, also what, from from that, I found that it's apparently going to come before that that update. So, Mm -hmm. but when Apple does it, is another story. Um, yeah, I mean, I figure like seeing that that being spread because what was happening was, uh, from what I was gathering is that on Twitter, people were like saying, Hey, want to see an app crash or want to, want to shut down your iPhone. And then it would just tweet this, tweet this code. They're like, you know, send it out. So Twitter kind of has the ability to kind of, it's, it's like herpes, you know, (laughs) they, they have the ability to mass, you know, spread out herpes among the, amongst its community. Really quick, when Facebook won't even lo- let you post a GIF, yeah. you know, properly. So <laughs> it's like that kind of makes sense. And Reddit, I'm sure they have, you know, weird code kind of right. restrictions. Code restrictions. Yeah. So you know, when you you know, Twitter is kind of that. Twitter's kind of the unprotected sex <laughs> kind of gamble that you take when you go on there. You know, and I mean, very impulsive. Yeah, very much like ah, it'll, it'll be, be all right. It'll be, it'll be fine. We'll just wait and see what happens. Right. You know, give it a couple hours. I'll wait to see how. I'll wait and see how this thing is in the morning. Yeah, and then you know, you find you have to go to the doctor the next day. <laughs> you know, it's it's that kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, Twitter is really just that. It's really that wild west of like social media, like. You, <laughs> You know, you can post stuff on Facebook, but, you know, you just go, oh, hey, this is offensive, and Facebook pretty much gets rid of it. You know, Reddit, even though people used to say Reddit, it's it's kind of a, <laughs> as somebody said, they go, I was uh, listening to this podcast called, um, uh, the last podcast on the left, and they deal with, like, conspiracies, true crime, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and the one guy was saying something, he goes, that's kind of like, because they were talking about Jonestown, oh. and uh, they were, like, going, you know, that name is, is a little 4chan. 
<laughs> like, like, <Jones. laughs> like, the, like it's a little 4chan you know and it, it's it's kind of like that like that to me seems more 4chan than like you know facebook or something mm-hmm. like that or reddit mm-hmm. you know so uh yeah so if you have you know friends that are saying hey do check this out yeah no don't do it because <laughs> and it's it's funny because like since the new iphones have come out there have been a lot of those type of type of kind of unicode you know kind of crashes and then you know oh you can't do an a and a certain thing and you get that mario that mario box with the yeah. question mark yeah. on iMessage and stuff like that and you know people keep asking me they're like going, hey do you get that on your ipad it's like no because i use SwiftKey. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know if it's happening but i know you know when i'm I doing don't know that if i've lost the potential for that to happen yeah so I never do it <laughs> but uh but yeah so so uh yeah i mean just be careful when you're on Twitter. <laughs> People start saying shit. You know, use protection. Shit. Use protection. Exactly. Use and protection it, before going on the Twitter. <laughs> you know, wrap yourself in in, in latex and Twice. you should be fine. <laughs> right. All right. So I guess on that note, that brings us to the end of the headlines. Uh. All Feeling right. quite funky with that <laughs> sound. I don't know why I keep coming to this, back to this <laughs> back voice. to that voice. Yeah. Play that funky Play music, that funky white, music boy. white boy. White <laughs> boy. Right? I mean, it's that John Noble. <laughs> right. <freeze>. Hello. <laughs> so, this week's topic is um, it's probably going to be pretty short because we're pretty much going to say it's bullshit. <laughs> um, but uh, so there's this opinion piece that. For some reason, TechCrunch thinks it's something we should listen to. Um, posted by uh, Rob Locasio, 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 whatever. Um, called the sudden death of the website. You can read the article in the link in the show notes. Um, but essentially, this guy is talking about the death of websites. So I'm going to read a little piece of the article here. Uh, you may not know me or even my company, Live Person, but you certainly used my invention. In 1995, I came up with the technology for, for those chat windows that pop up on, on websites today. More than 18,000 companies around the world, including big brand names like T Mobile, American Express, uh, what is that? Citibank, Nike, use our software to communicate with millions of fans. Unlike most startup founders who saw the birth of the internet in the mid-90s, I am still CEO of my company. Uh, My longevity in this position gives me a unique perspective to the changes that have happened over the last two decades, and I see one happening right now that will radically transform the internet as we know it. Uh, when we started building websites in the mid-90s, we had a great dreams of for e-commerce. We fundamentally thought all brick-and-mortar stores would disappear and everything .com would dominate. But e-commerce has failed us miserably. Today, less than 15% of commerce through uh, occurs through a website or app. And only a handful of brands, think Amazon, eBay, and Netflix, have found success with e-commerce at any real scale. These two giant structural issues that make websites not work, HTML and Google. Uh, So, let's see. But uh, the web has intended to bring humanity vast troves of content previously cataloged in our libraries to mass audiences through a digital user experience, i.e. the website. In early years, we were 
speaking in library terms of, about browsing and indexing in many ways the core technology of a website called html was designed to display static content much like library books but retail stores aren't libraries and library formats can't be applied to online stores either consumers need a way to dramatically answer the questions that enable them to make purchases in the current model we are forced to find and read a series of static pages to get answers when we tend to buy more if we can trust can build trust over a series of questions instead of answers second problem is the, is the web is google second problem with the web is google when we started to build the websites in the 90s everyone was trying to design their virtual stores differently on one hand this made them interesting and unique on the other the lack of industry standards made them hard to navigate and really hard to index in the universal card catalog now the website goes on to basically state that or the blog tends to go on to basically state that um, he's going to make a bold prediction based on my work with 18,000 companies and bringing conversational commerce to life in 2018 we will see the first major brands shut down its website the brand will shift how it connects with consumers to conversations with a combination of bots and humans through a message front end like SMS or Facebook we already are working on several huge brands to make this a reality. When the first website ends, the dominoes will fall fast. This will have a positive impact on for most on most companies in transforming how they conduct e-commerce and provide customer care. For Google, however, this would be devastating. Now, you 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 read through part of this, you know. Um, you really do we really think that like brand websites are going to like go the way of the dodo no that's i mean i i just i can't imagine i can't imagine not anytime soon that these things will be going away i don't i can i don't i don't see how these other front ends that this article was talking about how it would be more i guess beneficial right like it's like I understand Google indexing. Like the way to Google reads sites is very difficult. Yeah. Um. So I can't. I'm and it's it's challenging just on a blog site. You know, for you know having to the SEOs and how to work them and how to get sites pop up in the top. But then again, most of those sites pop up because they pay for the advertising, so they get shown more. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're you're trying to start out brand new, you're going to do a website. But the thing is, is that if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do a website and most and like it says apps aren't working how else are you gonna do it like sms who the hell's gonna who's gonna use it and and facebook right now there was a story earlier this week that says um more and more teens are leaving facebook because you know and and that's gonna happen because once grandparents start joining facebook kids aren't gonna want to do because it's not cool anymore That's not a recent thing. I mean, that's been happening for quite a while. Yeah, too. and it's like even, but you know, the the article was saying that while it's been happening, even more, oh, so, even more so, even more so now, moving the, on to Instagram, or moving Snapchat or Instagram, Snapchat. You know, I don't know. After this UI update for Snapchat, people are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's it's that kind of stuff where you're just kind of like, okay. I mean, this just reminds me of of a piece that Adam and I talked about several years ago, um, where it was talking about. The age of apps, mm-hmm. internet's gonna die. 
and we were like, no, the internet's not going to die because the app's going to need to come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to pull back somewhere to get that app. And I don't see how, you know, an app's going to work. Because to me, you know, and I'm, and I, you know, I'm pretty tech savvy. I don't have department store apps on my phone. <laughs> you know, I don't have Macy's on my phone. I don't have Target on my phone. I don't have, you know, any of them on my phone. If I'm going to go to them, I usually go to the website because I have better interaction with the website. My media, my mobile browser or the app is limited. It's the same thing with Amazon. Yeah, I have the Amazon app on my phone, but it never, yeah. like, I, I, I keep... I keep having to remind myself that I have to use the app. And even when you use the app, the experience is not really that much different than going on like the mobile mobile version of the website. Right. So I mean like what unique benefits are they is being brought by delivering, you know, these these interactions through apps? Yeah. Or how the hell are you going to do it through SMS? I'm trying, I'm, trying, yeah. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I mean, I you know, I've gotten over the last week, I've got this spam phone call either comes from like different areas like New York. One was, I think New Mexico. Mm. And then it would leave a voicemail and the voicemail is three one Oh. So I'm like, okay, so you're spoofing these calls and it's supposed to be sounds like it's voicemails of like somebody trying to sell you herbal subs. It's like, Hey, I'm glad I got your voicemail. Um, I just want to tell you about this deal I got and blah, blah, blah. And it's like going, okay, you're, it's a human voice, but it's a generic cause it's not pinpointing anything. And right. I'm like, I'm like, okay, then why are you using these random numbers? Because it's like going, no, I didn't get you, but you're sending me these voicemails and it's just spam, you know? And it's like, are you going to try doing that through text? Cause I've gotten text of like, Hey, check this product out. And it's like block, you know, cause it's like, that's not going to work. And if you're going to try to do it through Facebook, I mean, Facebook is, you got to pay yeah. to do anything on Facebook to get any kind of recognition. That's not going to happen. So it's like, you know, if you're supposed to be innovating something, you're using old, old uh, hardware. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, and, and I get where they're coming from. Like they, they basically did what my old, uh, what an old company I used to work for did where you would go to a website and you get that little chat box that says, Hey, having trouble with something mm -hmm. I can help. Or how can I help you? You know, and then they type in and then it comes to somebody in the, in this call center ish kind of thing. And they chat back and forth. That's what I used to do. At the, and, and it's like, so that concept is nothing new. It's just, uh, I, I'm just, it's just funny. Cause I'm trying to think even like before, like using, Websites. I mean, my interaction through, like, with the internet before we had stuff like like websites were through. You remember? Oh God! Remember AOL? Whenever mm -hmm. like, like you'd sign on and it would have like these sort of the ch the shopping kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or it had like that menu of all the things you could do, all the like to tell you kind of like all the things you can do online. See, that's what apps feel like. Apps kind of feel like it's a step back towards that time. Yeah, just on a smaller scale. On a smaller scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and you know. But it's like the, 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 you know, the prediction of, well, the Internet's going to fall because of apps. They're going to, you know, we're not. I, I always love how these things are prefaced by the fall of the Internet. Right. You know, and it's like the Internet's not. <laughs> In information doomsday. <laughs> but, it, you know, yeah. And it, it's funny, too, because like we're like going, no, because if the Internet is going to go the way of the dodo, you know, <laughs> how is YouTube still? Well, you can access YouTube through an app. 
So, okay, so you're basically saying that actual internet browsing is going to be restricted because mm-hmm. of these apps. Mm-hmm. So now we're not going to use the internet the way we did, which is bogus because how many times do you go onto your browser, you go into Google and you type in something? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like in, in most instances, people are using computers anyway. When they're using it at work, they're using their browser. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, okay, you're just talking about mobile, but at the same time, yeah, there are some people that don't have a computer. Because they just have mobile. It's funny that that, that you brought up uh, that you brought up uh, YouTube as an example because like now, uh, like for example, I haven't had cable uh, in in years, and now like I finally because the Olympics they're happening on right now, I I because I don't have cable, I've been trying to find a way to watch them. Uh, so I signed up for YouTube TV. Oh right, right. So now even like traditional TV, I'm not even using. I'm not even watching through like a traditional TV. I'm watching right. it through. Through through my through a browser window at work, <laughs> right? Or at home, or at home, right? Yeah, and that's and that's really the thing is is that you you see that and like like Adam Adam had um Hulu Live, yeah, you know, and he goes so you know and he's looking it through an app on his Xbox, you know, and it's like on his computer, he's like you know you don't use that you know anymore. I have um I have Apple TV in my room, mm. so it's like yeah I'm watching it through apps, but you know that's a that's a functionality change and. You know, like that is the way some people will go, you know, and eventually it's going to get more so as it goes along. So it's going to be like that I see, but I don't see how, oh, because the Internet is hard or Google makes it hard that browsers are going to disappear or that websites are going to start disappearing. Right. It's like, no, websites disappear all the time. Many times we don't know. But if you're going to talk about how brands are disappearing, okay, I I, d- I doubt I, I could see them shuffling. You see them shuffling, but the thing is, for them, you know, for them to say uh, for for this article or blog or whatever to 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 say that these brand sites are going dis- to disappear. Usually, if it's going to happen, it's because there's a there's a lack of a reach, right? Lack right. of penetration, and and that's I I I don't see that happening. <laughs> because, yeah, because the thing is, is like you know, some people have asked me, they're like, well, why don't you have a podcast for your or an app for your podcast? And it's like nobody's going to download that. Yeah. No, because most instances, people are going to download something they can get everything on. Mm. So that's why we're on, you know, you can get us on Pod Addict or Stitcher or, you know, iHeartRadio or whatever, um, Google Play and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, you can get that, you know, but a brand is going to want to be out there as many print. They're going to be out there and on television and on computers. And yeah, they're going to be on, they're going to have a, a regular site. They're going to have to have a mobile site to make sure it's optimated for that. You just, you, you can't. And to be honest, if you're going to have a fundamental change on there, you know, to me, this just seemed like I have the answer. You're not getting it. To me, it just seemed like, do you not have the answer to your, to, are you having low traffic? Basically, we know what's coming, so kind of talk to us. We'll help you out. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like just a seven a seven paragraph self ad of like <laughs> we know what's coming, and you can contact us in a way because it didn't mm. it didn't specify how they're gonna do. It. They're gonna like they're talking about we're gonna but do. We're working on it. We're walking through SM, um, SMS and and Facebook. It's like no, no, because text messages people are usually usually using either. WhatsApp or yeah. Facebook Messenger or iMessage or, or, Line even. or yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, it's ridiculous, you know, so I don't really see. And right now, especially if you're going to try to push through SMS, it's like, 
come on, people are tired of spam. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, I have a spam email account now that I just, anytime a company goes, oh, can we get your email address for this? It's like, yeah, take this one. And it's one I, I very seldom check, you know, and it just, everything goes there. So my regular email is just, is privatized. My, my brother didn't, unfortunately didn't think that far ahead. So he has spam in both and oh, he's trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's trying to get rid of it. And it's like, like you're walking backwards, dude. Yep. In this instance, I would actually just start a new private just, email. Just let, let it go. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no walking this you're back. Not gonna, you're not, you're not going to get it scrubbed from all, from all the lists. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is going to be bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, this one here, it just seemed like it was very much a, 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 um, Hey, I got a new idea. Why don't you check this out? You know, and, and more of like f fanning the flames of paranoia mm. is really kind of what I saw. Uh, you have anything else to add on that or? Uh, no, I was just, I mean, it, it, I was just trying to figure out what, where this article was coming from, but I mean, now I think you've kind of, kind of framed it for me that it could be coming from a perspective of, 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 Hey, I'm just trying to build a buzz for, yeah. for my, my, my solution. snake oil, yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> right. snake oil solution that I've got coming and, and just, and as you're, you know, as you were hinting, just sort of like, well, Hey, I'm trying to try to tell you that this is a problem that but that's not a problem yeah it's a problem and it's going to be a problem it's gonna be but a problem, it's not a problem right now but it's not a problem but right you now. should get my thing right now <laughs> for when it becomes a problem so so you can be ahead of the curve and you can be in the know you be in the know you can be hipster <laughs> you can be like john noble like me <laughs> i don't i i will like oh you know you're probably gonna get a lot of comments about this show like let the guy with the voice go need to stop that <laughs> <laughs> Does he do it on the other podcast? Just in the ones that are going to come out in March. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> so you're okay for February. Welcome to March with John Noble Month. Hello. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, I think we can jump to our what the actual fuck section. <laughs> so mine comes from ABC Adult.com. <laughs> this is interesting. And I actually saw this on the actual news, so... <laughs> Only in Cal this I can kind of list as only in California. <laughs> a Crestline woman said she spotted a Sasquatch in the San Bernardino Mountains and filed a lawsuit to prove it. <laughs> Quote, if they wanted to hurt us that that day, they would have. Claudia Ackley said, We're we were right there. Ackley was hiking a trail in Blue Jay with her two daughters on March 17, 2017, between 6.30 and 7. She said the daughters noticed it first. Quote, they were standing right there frozen looking at something, Ackley said. She believes they were looking at Bigfoot. Quote, she looked like a Neanderthal. He looked like a Neanderthal man with a lot of hair. Or could have just been Ron Jeremy. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I mean, that's just what I'm saying. Or Clint Howard. Or Clint Howard, right. Uh, Ackley said, about, about 800 pounds. I was trying to tell it, please not hurt us. Yeah, please not tell it to, please not hurt us. And that's when he, st he just stared at me. Ackley said Sasquatch was perched in a tree about 30 feet above the ground. She said there were two other Sasquatches nearby. Quote, all I'm thinking is please don't get near us because I have my children, she said. Ackley called 911, but the authorities didn't believe her. Wonder why. <laughs> uh, uh, quote, I'm sorry, you saw a, I'm sorry you saw a bear, Ackley said. And I said, no, there is no bear. I know what I saw. Ackley has filed a lawsuit against the state of California as well as the California Department of Fish and Wildlife for refusing to acknowledge the existence of the species of Bigfoot. 
the spokesperson for the CDFW wouldn't not comment because of the pending lawsuit. Quote, they're on our property. They knock on our walls. <laughs> they look through the, our windows, Ackley said. It's more and more and more. I just, when I saw her on the news, she wasn't drinking, mm-hmm. but it's one of those where maybe she drank so much that it's actually part of her belief now oh. because she, she took a video and, and this is what bothers me when we have a digital age and it's very, very hard to take a really bad picture and you have to take a bad picture if you're trying but why is the picture, even in this digital age, super grainy, super grainy, out of focus, out of focus. You can't see this like going, what are you doing? It's like, stop using that flip phone, you know, and, and, even, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure the picture picture was also like of the subject in a far distance. too, Right. Like, oh, yeah. Close up. And it was like in the image and I looked and I was like, it looks like a bear, you know, but I told Patrick before the show, I go, maybe it was one of those uh, those. You know, military snipers, the one that have, hunting in ghillie suits. Yeah. And they have hunting the bears. Yeah. Trying the they're bears, trying to tag say. the bears. And so maybe that's that's why he just stared, because it was like, if I stand still, they won't notice me. It's like your cat when it puts its head behind the leg of a chair, but the whole body is still sticking out. I can imagine that was the case. And this woman's trying to say, like, hey, uh, sir, or whatever it is, Neanderthal, please don't hurt my children. I'm pretty sure this guy in the ghillie suit's like, ma'am, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't hurt my children. You're drunk. Go you're, back inside. You're drunk. Go home. <laughs> but I just I just think it's funny now. Now, now this lawsuit is just like we you should believe me at my word. Right. Right. Or I guess maybe she's admitting that that video as proof. Yeah. Yeah. The, the video is proof of the existence because they even played the phone call and the phone call was like, yeah, you saw a bear. <laughs> I'm so sorry, ma'am, that you saw a bear. <laughs> you saw. Be careful a bear. not leave any food out. Right. <laughs> you saw a bear. Go home. <laughs> Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, see. Oh, what else do we have here? Okay. Well, mine comes from National Geographic. The man's exact motives for trespassing at the reserve are not yet known, but he was killed in a region known for rhino poaching. The body of what, a sto- what authorities suspect was a poacher was found mauled by a pride of lions in South Africa last Friday. Earth, uh, wildlife one, human zero. Right? <laughs> I, think, I think that just goes like straight wildlife three, human zero. <laughs> right. You sneak onto the land. <laughs> what the fuck do you? Oh. <laughs> According to local reports, much of the, much of the male body was eaten, <laughs> making it difficult to identify. However, nearby, a hunting rifle and ammunition were found. Ooh. The man's body was discovered inside the Ignawala. Ign- yeah, Ign- I'll go with that. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a, that's a word for Scrabble for the Scrabble <laughs> game later. Uh, <laughs> the man's body was discovered inside the Igno Ignawala. I'm going to get this right. <laughs> Private Nature Reserve, a private game reserve near the famed the famed Kruger National Park in northeastern South Africa, uh, because the man was allegedly intruding on the reserve and found with weapons. Authorities believe he was there for poaching. Whether he was there to specifically poach lions can't be determined without more direct evidence. Local outlet, <laughs> local outlet, Sawadin Live. Oh, this is this is a tough one. I should have practiced my tongue twisters before this. 
Vocal outlet. <laughs> you do that that old acting video where you put the pencil between your right? teeth and just start. I'm just gonna say the rest. Of the, I'm gonna read the rest of this article with a cork in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I just felt a little bit of Elmer Fudd come out just now, so I don't know if that's gonna help. Local outlet <laughs> Southwoodin Sowetin Live quotes a local reserve employee who describes the area as lion territory. The region has historically seen higher levels of rhino poaching, which is a more lucrative animal to kill illegally. In 2017, rhino poaching in the region declined slightly. The Kruger area saw a drastic increase from the rhinos from the 13 rhinos killed in 2007 to the more than 1,000 killed in 2014. In parts of Asia, the horn is in high demand, where it is used as an ineffective form of alternative medicine or carved into works of art. Michael, oh, here we go. <laughs> Michael Sus Rolfes. Let's just go with Michael Shannon. Let's sure. Just- <laughs> Michael Shannon. <laughs> the role of Michael T. Michael uh, Sass Rolfes would be played today by Michael Shannon. Uh, studies market influences on poaching at the University of Oxford and was in South Africa at the time the body was found. If you look at the economics of poaching, these guys are taking a risk. It's got to be worth their while, he said. The probability of being caught and and penalized is about the same, but the price for lion body parts is way lower than rhino horn. Hmm. Uh, Poachers in the region are also known to hunt for bushmeat or elephant ivory. When lions are poached, Sasserolfa says, it's sometimes a revenge killing or a matter of opportunistic circumstance. The body parts taken are typically teeth and claws. At the moment, it isn't a huge epidemic, he says though he added that the price of lion fangs may be increasing. Still, he is quick to say he doesn't want to characterize lion parts as becoming more lucrative because this perception can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Of the lions that have been poached in the region, many have been killed at sanctuaries and reserves. Last October, two rescued lions were poached at their enclosure on a nature reserve. They were... Oh, they were found missing their heads, tails, paws, and skins. In addition, for, in addition to being used for decorative purposes, such parts are known to be used as traditional medicine called muti. Uh, in an interview given to the National Ge- Geographic last fall, Paul Funston from the Big Cat Conference, from the Big Cat Conservation Group Panthera speculated that the legal trade of captive lion parts could be stoking wild demand. Since 2016, lion poaching has been slowly but continuously rising. Often, lion parts are found alongside rhino parts. So, lion poaching is on the rise, mm. huh? And then rhinos, uh, yikes! But still, you know, this guy, this guy definitely got his just desserts. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of picture like the the animals, kind of like you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm <laughs> done with this. This did I see gun. I see. <laughs> it's Adam. I would say like. Fuck this motherfucker. He's, he's, he's fucking with the wrong cat. That's what he's doing. <laughs> the pride is getting them. It's going down. Yeah, exactly. Down. <laughs> you know, there's a movie coming out called Black Panther. Yeah, that shit's getting real. So we, that's what we're going to do right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I want to hear more stories like that. I want to hear that these poachers are getting, you know, getting their just desserts. Yeah, you know? I, I had no idea that they were had, they had been sneaking into the reserves, though. I, I've been hearing about poaching going going on for a while but i had yeah. no idea that yeah I, i've heard it recently where it's like a, um you know certain tigers were like missing because like they were in a reserve and you know poachers come into them they actually some uh some african countries are have um armed uh militia going through there and protecting and protecting the, 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 the reserves yeah because yeah. i remember the the what was it like maybe two years ago that one dentist from the midwest yeah that went on that I think he had gone into reserve. Yeah, he went. He poaches lion. Yeah, and it's just like you know. And to me, it's like that's it's like you know people sit there and say like, oh, it's a sport. And it's like that's not a sport. 
you know, usually if you want a sport, usually the person you're hunting usually knows you're hunting them. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, going, no, you want to hunt them, like, give them a gun and let them, you know, you know, let them come and get you. You don't, you know, it's like, shh, don't move. Yeah. It's but like, it, but it's also the fact that like, you know, the fact that they're, that they're being poached from a, from a reserve. So you're looking at animals that are like, you know, on, on, on the brink of being endangered if they yeah. aren't already are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and to say like, well, I, I would still, I still want a piece of that for myself. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, can't. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm an animal lover. So it's like, you know, seeing that is kind of like, Oh, you know, it just like, I, I no. Mm-hmm. it's like, that's, that's not, that's not a sport, yeah. you know, to me, that's just, you know, a real sport would be you going up with a Bowie knife, looking at a lion and going, let's do this, <laughs> you know? And the lion's like, okay. <laughs> you know, that's what that's, it's, to uh, me, that's a sport. It's, uh, it's Billy at the end of Predator, right? <laughs> right. When he gets the knife out, he's like, fuck the guns. Yeah. He's ex- going to take this thing dead on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Billy! <laughs> Come on! Uh, so um, that is it for this week. Please give us those five-star ratings on iTunes or wherever you get the show. Uh, new to the show, you can check out old episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music, as well as the website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, we're on social media, Twitter and Instagram, both under the name, the Lazy Geeks, one word. Don't forget, and one word isn't part of the name. Just <laughs> I, I know there's a few of you out there that are probably a little special, uh, so it's just the Lazy Geeks, but it's all no spaces. And don't type in those. Ah, this is just going to lead you to a circle. Uh, don't forget to follow our Facebook and Google Plus pages. We want some feedback, so send it to the lazy. I'm sorry, send it to the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on uh, Twitter at a middle age geek, Instagram middle age underscore geek. And you can also check out my other podcasts. Adam and I started. Uh, it's not just another podcast, a weekly podcast that discuss news, politics, social media, and other nonsensical topics as well as the Extended Play Movie Podcast with my good old buddy, Patrick Chan here, and uh, a podcast for true cinephiles. This week, uh, it is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. We're still, we're in the middle of doing our Best Picture series, and uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's from the early 70s, 72, was it? Yeah. I think it was was 72, Jack Nicholson, uh, Great, great movie that would never be made today. Um, but you can catch that over there on i. You can catch both of them over there on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher. Just search. Uh, it's not just another podcast or the Extended Play Movie Podcast. If that's too much for you, <laughs> seriously, if that's too much for you, one, you should be off the internet. Two, just go over and check out, check the shows out on the blog. It's not just another blog dot com. And Patrick Chen, can they find you anywhere? Uh, you may be able to find me on Twitter. For those of you listening to the uh, to the movie <laughs> podcast, the Extended Play Movie Podcast, know that know that I have a Twitter account that hasn't been updated in well, <laughs> except for my one tweet uh, uh, to Sony, you know, <laughs> requesting which PS2 to PS4 game should be released, <laughs> hasn't been properly updated in probably about maybe three or four years. I call <laughs> it my non-existent Twitter account, and it's under my name, Patrick Chen. <laughs> one word, no spaces. Last name C H I E N. A good way to build up that social media following. Yeah, you maybe know, I'll, I will get that one person to finally tweet at me. <laughs> Who will break the silence? It won't be me. <laughs> but you know, uh, I did. I uh, I totally forgot that I, I had a different Twitter account the last time I did the show. Oh yes, yes. Asian Fury. Asian Fury. Yes. You want to talk about a dead Twitter account? <laughs> Here's another one, Asian and Fury. Didn't you? And don't you have short round as your uh, short rounds the profile <laughs> pic? So you'll know. <laughs> 
That's awesome. So if you don't feel like leaving a tweet or message for me on that one, you can also use Asian Fury as well. <laughs> and I promise to look at it and not respond, not respond to either of them. <laughs> but if Instagram is more your fancy, you can find me there as Ibn as JS1, like the guitar. <laughs> All right. So that is it for us this week. Uh, be sure to tune in on Friday for our final Star Trek Discovery recap uh, episode. Take my hand. And uh, we'll also go through um, and kind of discuss if the whole season was really worth worth uh, worth our while. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out. 